Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Praise Greetings. the Lord, saints. Amen. I am Gemini out of my wazoo this week. <laughs> yeah, we out. We out here. Honey, yeah. we, ha- we have been hanging out with like a clique of Geminis. <laughs> it has been quite amazing, though. But I just I don't think I've ever been around so many Geminis. Yeah, I'm one of them. Z, Baby. Z was, Z, we went out with um our... I love it. Lesbian friends. Right. Lesbian. We and our other trans friends. And it was like like couples. So we had a lesbian couple that was um that's Candy and her and T. And T. And then we had two trans couples, um, Mia and Z and um, Javon and Christina. Javon and Christina. And then we go to, we go to, so the, the day starts off like this. We go to this place called Prospect Park. Well, we don't go. We, y'all don't we go. Later. Y'all can't, y'all hooked up with us late. So we yeah. go to Prospect Park and they have like open seating. And so we, we're coming at a really, really busy time. So we see these two girls sitting down. But they are sitting down at this table that has so much space. And so we asked them, like, oh, can we sit with y'all? I know we don't know y'all, but can we sit with y'all? Because there's only two of y'all. And so they like, sure. So we sit down and we just stay there. We just stay there and order our food. And so it's like everybody thinking we all together, but we not. We don't even know them. Mm. But they're lesbians. One is oh, right. One is one is like a masculine stud, and one is like a film. And so we get to talking to them, and they get to talking to us back, and they they we just having fun with them, and we like, oh, is y'all together? And they're both they both are nineteen years old. They little kids, not little kids, nineteen years old. And the the film girl says real quickly, 
uh-uh, we not together. We just cool. <laughs> like real quickly, like, mm-mm. But the, but the stud one is like, she, she says it, she says, yeah, we just cool. But she do like this. <laughs> she weak her eye like, <laughs> for, right. the, for, for now. <laughs> so we start laughing. And so Candy, Candy, um, Candy started making like jokes about how, yeah, in a year from now, y'all gonna be, you're gonna be laughing because y'all gonna be together and y'all gonna be together. You get what I'm saying? She's pressing the buttons. Uh-huh. Laughing with them. And so we have such a turn up good time with them. They say, oh, what are y'all about to do after this? And we like, oh, y'all should come with us because we about to just borrow. So come with us. And they was like, oh, okay, cute. Come on. So we go to, um, well, the first place we go is Graffiti Park. Anybody who know Graffiti Park, it's like a, it's like a bunch of buildings, small little buildings that's next to each other. That That is a community art space that everybody paints with like graffiti and just different stuff. It's a community art space. You can't do any like advertisement, but you just, you know, like our art relevant to Houston. And so we went there, we tipped around there, um, had great conversation with them. They are class of 2020. So they didn't get any graduation. They didn't get any prom. They didn't get anything that, um, that you normally get when you're in high school because they were class of 2020. They told us about that experience and how shitty it was and how, like, we didn't get to do shit, any fun shit for our high school, our turnabout days, our spirit week, our nothing. We didn't get to do nothing. I was like, oh, that would have been so shitty to me. In high school, I would have been pissed off because those are the to look forward to. Because you see how the other singers doing it. And, you know, now when it's your turn, you're like, ooh, and then it's fuck up because of fucking COVID. So mm-hmm. they tell us about that. Um, I, I invite them to BTAC because I was like, shit, we, y'all ain't, y'all ain't yeah. trans, but y'all still can come. <laughs> but y'all still can come and get your life. So, yeah, so we do that. And then we go to this place called Unwind which is like a wine bar. They serve a little bit of food, but it's a wine bar that's black owned, unwind on Almeida. And we go, and that's where Mia and Z meet us at the wine bar. It is real low key. We, we on the rooftop, DJ, it's real cute. But the problem is that this is people's graduation day. <laughs> it is Saturday. So right oh. now is people's graduation day. So all of their workers didn't show up <laughs> to work except for one. So it was one person serving everybody in the place, which they were very communicated. They communicated and let us know this is what's going on. We apologize but we gonna get we gonna do the best we can with you, and she was so nice and cool, and you know. Mind you, I had worked there before. Oh, you worked there before? I worked there before. Um, I had a gig there when um, it was a it was a celebrity that was coming through, and there was a there was a woman that I worked with, um, who who was just doing catering and stuff. And I met her through Freshie, which is a, um, he's a PR agent. Like he's a, he's a, 
a really, really dope person. He's put me in a lot of spaces as an ally that I, as a trans woman, I wouldn't have been able to do. Like that 97.9, the boss interview, he helped us get in there. Well, he, he and he's put me in so many positions where I, I just gag. Yeah, like the Jay Malign situation with the Jay Malign agency. Like I was able to to work behind music videos with Drake and and Travis Scott. Like I and I had to give him his thanks to yesterday. Like just for just for being such a bomb ass ally because he never it never you could tell it was genuine. It wasn't something where I felt like oh he was just doing it. He he made space for me and he didn't have to. And you don't see that often. Oh good. And so I there was a time where I worked. Um, we, we had a, we had a job that we had to do. And so, um, I forgot what celebrity was there, but he's in, um, the, what's, what's that, um, that movie where Chris Brown and Amarion was battling against each other. Child, I don't know. Um, you get it. You get it. You got served in South the Yard mixed up. Oh, so it was, you <laughs> So it was he was on the second you guys served with Tiana Taylor. He was the bad guy, the celebrity that was there. I don't know his name. Okay. But um what? the second you guys served. Yeah. No, it was Stomp the Yard, my bad. The okay. one with Tiana Taylor. Because okay. it was filmed in Atlanta when I was down there and I wanted to be in it. So that's how I remember that about the <laughs> the movie okay. But anyway. Yeah, so he was there and I worked there before and I I was um actually like one of two waitresses and I was doing the whole thing by myself and I ain't gonna lie, it ain't a hoe because you gotta go up and down them stairs with all them plates and balance. That wasn't easy. So when she was like, you know, when she communicated with us, I was like, yeah, that's like I, I wasn't tripping because I I I literally have been in that position. And I what I really loved about it, y'all was the fact that she she communicated with us. She said, hey, y'all, she made an announcement. Let us know exactly what was going on so we'll know why our food was coming late and our drinks. And, you know, the, I feel like that's all we 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 want in businesses or own, own businesses. It's just for people to communicate. I had an amazing time, by the way. I enjoyed everybody. Yeah, so we was with good company. And it was just a vibe. We was getting up dancing. Nobody was being weird, and it just was a really, really good time. And so, at the end, I was the last person. I only ordered a dessert. So, at the end, it was kind of annoying because I got my dessert. Like, like everybody else had got their food and everything and had ate it and was done, and I still hadn't got my one dessert. Time it was over it. Well, I was good communication, and I was patient early on. Me being like, I'm like, child, my food ain't coming to like eight nine <laughs> so i'm like this is crazy like now it's getting kind of out of hand but it came and it was so delicious that i forgot that i had waited for it for three hours so so good so once i got done eating everybody's ready to go because everybody had been sitting there done with their food for a while <laughs> and so once i got done we got up and got to leave and got got to leave him or whatever so now we got to go downstairs and pay for our food because they have a card on, they have, they have, earlier they had taken our cards to start a tab or whatever. And so now we got to go down there and pay for our food. So there is this lady 
sitting with um three a dude two ladies so it's like three ladies and a dude but there, there's one lady she has white hair and so we all are coming down and because I'm a trans woman, I always pay attention to my surroundings. Like I'm, I'm always, I'm, yeah, I'll do that. we all are like that. We are all sensitive to our surroundings. Very, very sensitive. And so I'm paying attention to everybody. And she's the one, like the one with the white hair is just like looking, she got like a pixie cut, like a little kind of shaggy ish, like pixie cut cute. It was pretty. Yeah. And She's abnormally smiling. She is looking at everybody like, oh, mm. <laughs> like, like it's she's abnormally smiling and looking like, mm, all right, and giving these little almost it, to me. I don't know. She didn't say anything rude, but to me, it felt like she was clocking. It felt like she was clocking our tea and she was turning into one of them cisgender women that does the all right, honey, fears. Now, she wasn't getting that bad yet, but she was over there smiling and like, all right, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, giving those kind of teas over there. So as an older black trans woman, I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like it. So I don't like it. And so. But I know that's how some people are. So I, I and I'm used to this life. I've been trans since fucking 95. So it ain't no, this isn't a new experience that I've had. So when people do that to me, I don't give them any energy back. So if they give all of that, I just be looking at them like straight stoic and just like, oh, okay. Like, hmm. Try mm -hmm. not to make eye contact with them. Try not to. I just don't give them any energy. And so we're standing in line. Z is behind me. Or are you in front of me? No, you're in front of me. I'm like back and forth in the line. Yeah. Because you pay for your stuff before me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and then um, Javon is behind me. Right. So me. So when everybody has paid for their stuff, I think I'm the second to last. Javon is the last. So I go over and I walk past the lady and I stand by Mia. And Mia, the lady asked all of us, do y'all do hair? <laughs> right? Ain't that what y'all heard? I didn't hear it at first. So I heard it. And once again, <laughs> shit like this annoys me. Don't ask me, do I do makeup? Don't ask me, do I do hair? Don't ask me, do I walk balls? Don't ask me to do any of the stereotypical gay ass fucking um, <laughs> gay shit. Cause you don't know me. You, because how I play these type of questions is you're gonna have to prove to me you think you know what you know. I'm going I'm going to say all the No, I don't do none of that. I am a, a caseworker. I or I stay <laughs> home with my five children, my six children. Oh. I got one on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't decided cuz I got too many kids already so I might get an abortion. <laughs> I'm going to give you all gonna I'm, I'm going to wear you out with all kinds of tea because I'm going to make you question what you think you questioning. 
<laughs> you gotta prove to me that you know what you know. Because I don't like people who do that. It annoys me. Don't come up to me asking this fucking. If I was if I was not politically correct, I would say, "Don't come up and ask me this faggot shit." <laughs> that would be that annoys me. I don't like it. I, it annoys me. So when she says it, I say no. Just dry. Just dry. And Z says, and Z says no. <laughs> I said, no, I know. I was being funny. Yeah, and then, I know. And then, and then, Mia, and then Mia was like, wait, what she Mia say? says, what like, she I say? Didn't what she, I didn't hear what she said, said, so I was like, okay, what did she say? And Z was like... I said, she do hair. She said, she said, do you do hair? So I look at her, and I smile, and I'm like, no, I don't. No, I, Mia's giving her the nice... The nice trans woman. <laughs> My no, mother giving her who I am. Know who she I is. Am. She's That's giving her the nice, the nice trans woman that she is. I'm giving her crunchy mug. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving her nose turned up, eyebrows raised, like curled up. But Girl, now, what? mind you, though, mother. I'm in my own world. I don't see none of this you're talking about. Uh huh. I'm like I'm oblivious. Like I'm literally like okay. I'm I'm really at the moment because there's so many older women downstairs. I'm 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 kind of like because my because I know my respectability politics in the South and I know how it is for older older women. I know I've been stopped when I was younger by an older woman and told told and she told me that what I had on was too revealing and I ha I didn't have to look like this in order to wait, 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 let me let me say so Mia as we have talked about in previous episode Mia is sickening she is a beautiful girl and okay. she got a sickening body so Mia shows her body she's gonna give you a nasty body con she's gonna <laughs> With her tits out, with this tight all over, and some heels, she got a badass body, and and she and she's at that age where, honey, this is what the fuck I I'm serving, and you're Thank going to you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in the where we were, the spot is more over 35. <laughs> this is really most of the people who were there were over 35 people. I think I was the youngest. He was there. the youngest. You probably were. Yeah, you probably was the youngest person there. Probably. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah. After you had, to be. You had yeah. to be. So this is an older, over, older, over thirty-five spot, and so Mia is dressed like a twenty-three-year-old, and so. <laughs> And look at uh, that. And we in the South. We in the South. Right. This is one of those times where the Monique girls, <laughs> the Monique aunties, <laughs> particularly in the South, will pull you to the side and say, blah, 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 blah. Now, me, that I'm not, I'm not a, a, a born and bred Southern, that'll get you cussed out. <laughs> <laughs> For for me, like, don't come up and talk to, don't put me to the side about my bonnets. Don't pull me to the side about my clothes. I'm a grown ass woman. I don't need you to tell me how to dress. My mama taught me how to dress. So I, she taught me all the respectable shit because she was a respectable woman. If you see me in an outfit, it's because I chose to wear this because I whatever the attention or whatever that you think that I'm trying to do, I want to do it. That's why I chose this. It's not because I don't know or I wasn't raised right or I didn't have women telling me like 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 any woman don't have any woman telling her older woman how you're supposed to dress and how you're supposed to. Da, da, da. So you don't yeah. know. But 
but Mia, you know, she's, you know, she's nice. <laughs> and so I listen and y'all know I'm, I'm from the South. So I'm, I'm from the country. I'm from like Texas. So I'm from the like deep rooted politics, respectability politics. So in that environment, my titties is out. My butt, my shape is like, and my dress is kind of a little short. It's a, it's not too short, but it's a little short to where I have to keep pulling it down. And I'm nervous. What well, ain't it like right? It's right at your knees. It's right at my my um upper thigh. Yeah, right, right above the thigh. right above the um right above her knees. It's a body con dress, so it's tight. Yeah, you know. And it, and, but but I'm around these older women who are reserved. They dress. Nobody had on what I had on. So I'm I'm feeling a little insecure because I know how, even though older women are can be nice, I know how they're looking at me like like, like I know how they can how they can give like really like like judgmental. really very judgmental. And so that's what has me kind of like making sure that my dress is not coming up when I walk and and that's that's the only reason why I was nervous. So I'm sitting here making sure that you can't you can't see any my dress, make sure my my hand, my legs is crossed, making sure that I'm presenting respectably in front of these older women as as much as she can. Right. So every Javon get done paying. Now it's time for the our whole group. And remember, it's a group of us. It's one, two, six, and then another girl joined us. So it's about eight of us. Mm. And so we all go out the door. Now, mind you, we just had this moment with her where she asking us people she don't know, do we do hair? So we just had this moment with her. And because that moment was awkward, even for her, because she because she looked like. Oh, when I said, uh, no, we don't. She looked like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're like, oh, she's, she's, she's having her moment. <laughs> and go back to being quiet over there. When we walk out of the door, she gets up out of her seat and taps Mia. No, she didn't tap me. We was outside already. We was going oh, she came outside. We was we was outside already. We was no, she didn't pull me. We was our outside already, and she she said she looked at me. She pointed at me. She said, "Come here," and I was like, "Okay," and I just walked oh, in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she tapped on the door. No, she somebody was opening the door, and I looked in, and she looked at me, and she was at the door, and she said, "Come here." Okay, and so I, she and not tapped in. her physically, but basically. Got got me as a attention to bring me back into the into the restaurant, and it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like she it's was telling me, like it was like it wasn't rude, wasn't rude, it wasn't rude at all. Also, but like also, I want to say this from the south, like when an older, like when someone's older, and you be like, come here. It's not like I'm I'm trying to like I'm trying to boss you around. It's like I'm no, it wasn't talk. rude at all. Yeah. So it was like, I want to talk to you. So we out right in front of the door. The door has shut and Mia has now is just Mia and the lady in the in the and we can see them through the door. So me and um, Z is like, oh, Lord, what is about to happen? Like, what is she asking? Mia and then everybody else is like what's going on because I guess they weren't paying attention so we're informing everybody what has just happened mm -hmm. and Javon is like 
Javon is getting annoyed because he like, you know, he's a trans man. So he know he knows what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this ain't none of her business, though. Like, he's like, why is she <laughs> asking us anything and all this kind of stuff? So we're looking to see what is happening. Like, we're paying attention because we know okay. me, me, a grown woman, she can handle herself. So she's mm-hmm. looking and they're having a moment, like a, a m- emotional tender moment. So we don't know. We can't hear what's going on, but we see what's going on. So, Mia, you tell what happens when you come back through the door. Well, I went, I went, I went in and I was being nosy. Yeah. I got some hand sanitizer. And then I heard, um, uh, she said something about her son. And then me corrected her and said, your daughter. And then I came out. I was like, oh, okay. She, her daughter is trans. Right. Z comes back out and tell us that she's talking about, about her daughter being trans. And we was like, oh, okay. Well, let it, let, let it play out. So you tell us what happened, Mia. Now, before I get into that, y'all know, anybody who listens to the podcast or who know me, y'all know I'm mother spill my tea. So this, for me, is not an issue at all. So y'all know that I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm, but, it, but also, I'm not going to lie. It just depends on where I'm at. So my, if I was, if I had been going through some things and I felt like, you know, triggered that day, she may have got the rest. But she had picked me on a good day where I was, my energy was high and I was, I'm, I'm, you know, I was good. And so she she was like, come here. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what she wants. I'm, I'm mind you, this whole entire time, I'm literally having a, a great time. I'm enjoying myself. I'm not worried about the outside. I'm just. I'm, you know, I'm minding my business, but making sure my skirt, my my dress is mm-hmm. <laughs> down. Yeah. And so she 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 pulls me inside, and she was like, um, "Now, y'all, I, I, I can't tell y'all word for word. I can just give you an idea of what what happened because I can't remember word for word. But basically, um, she was like, she's she was like, I see you. She was like, you you own it." I, I I I see you, and she looked me in my eyes. And when she looked me in my eyes, when she said, "I see you," I knew where she was coming from. And I and I and she was like something. I don't know what it was. And I I was nervous to come and talk to you. And I I decided to, to speak to you, and I and I thank you for receiving me, and not and not you know basically being nasty because she thought that was gonna be, which you know you never know. Okay, yeah, you never know. And so she she was like, "Thank you," but and I, I had already like, gave her the look of death. <laughs> she- Baby, David was very oh no, but I think I mm. I think she could sense that I was open, and so I told her I said thank you because I'm, I needed yeah I needed this too <laughs> because I th- I thought it was beautiful for her for her to even just be open enough to like she said, We're to. Sorry. Yeah, to well, to to boost me up as a black cis woman, I'm so, I'm sorry. That's important to me. I, I, I it's it's important for me to see because y'all know that my my transition was cis women pushed me. Black cis women pushed me and and made me feel confident about transitioning. I didn't have black trans women in my area to show me the ropes or tell me how to do things. I literally have to do everything on my own. And black cis women are the one who are the ones who seen me and push me to be who I am today. 
It was a black, uh, matter of fact, it was a black uh, young, tra- a, bl- a black young cis woman named Erika from Waco, Texas. And we was, we was after school, we was, we was practicing for our hair show. And she said, come in real quick. And, and just like that woman so last night, she told me to come in real quick. And we went to the restroom. She took her bra off and gave it to me <laughs> and oh. stuffed it. And she was like, don't you feel better? And after that, I wore bras to school and I started transitioning. She pushed me. Because she's seen something in me that I didn't see. I'm sorry. It was just, I wasn't laughing at you. No, I know I what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, the bra didn't smell that good. It was a little mercy because we was, we was uh, practicing. It was a little sweaty, but bitch. Uh, no. <laughs> but bitch, I put her on and stuffed her boots and we continued practicing. But, um... <laughs> But because that—that's make sure that's, you put the make sure you name this title of your book, the musty bra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write that down now. Where is my pen? The musty bitch. That's sickening. The musty bra. Now that's a sickening title. Stop playing. No, it's not. First of all, don't play my mother like that. Do you see the podcast title? She is a beast, baby. The way them pods them. Did you? Go on the podcast and look at the different titles. It's sickening. Well, this is the musty bra. What you say, mother? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The musty bra, (laughs) bitch. Listen. Okay, so back to what I was saying, y'all. She said, we're sorry. Okay, wait, wait. Let me tell it. Because this this was a really um, very amazing thing that happened last night. For me, and, for, and I'm sure for her also. Um, she was telling me, she just kept telling me over and over, you own it. You own it. And she was like, I got a, son, I got a gay son. And or, or, or I wasn't sure if she was trans or not, but it, it made me feel that way. She was like, I didn't know nothing. I had to watch Pose to, to get information. I didn't know nothing about this. But God, but you know, I felt the spirit in her. I can't explain it. And she was like, we're sorry. We don't mean it. We're sorry. And when she said that, I almost, but, and I'm about to, I'm getting emotional now because I, I knew she was speaking from a parent's perspective and was that, and I know that her words wasn't really meant for me. That was for her, for her child. But I know my mother also felt the same way. And so she just started bursting out in tears. She was just crying. I wiped her face and I told her, I told her, you keep that. I told her, you keep that energy for your, because they're going to need it. She said, I am. I'm, she said, I'm, I'm going to protect mine. Okay. And she said, I, and I said, you make sure you be there. And she said, I, she, she said, my baby don't got to worry about it. And so that moment, I needed for her to see me in that moment, just like I needed, need, just like she needed me. And it was, it was beautiful. That made my entire night. I absolutely, I, when I, and she picked the right girl. She picked, but, you, but, but I'm, y'all know, I, I'm, I believe in God. And I feel like things don't happen just because. So, 
So um, Mia comes out. Mia comes out the door, and we like, all right, what what was giving the tea? And Mia, tell us what happened. I was like, oh, that is beautiful. And we just had a moment where it was like, that's a beautiful. It was meant to happen. It was good. I'm glad y'all had that moment. <laughs> oh, we exchanged information too. I gave her the podcast. She gave me hers, and she was like, you call me if I need any, if you need anything, if you any anything to talk talk about. So it was a beautiful moment, beautiful moment, and I thought. She was gonna be shady, but she wasn't. She was doing her thing. Mia enjoyed it. Boom. Yes. And then we discussed how how this can be inappropriate to some people. Yeah. Because it can be triggering to some people that you are embarrassing them in front of their whole little clique of people mm-hmm. by clocking them. <laughs> It can be, it can trigger insecurities. Now I know that's not your intention, but it can be, especially as a stranger. It's different if people know you or something or have seen you before, but as a stranger, it is not appropriate for you to come up to ask somebody that tea. It's just not asking or it's just not. I don't, I just think it's weird. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I understood her like, like I knew and it, and I don't want, I honestly don't want this to be offensive. But I know her. And I don't literally know her, but I've seen women like her. So I know how they navigate. And I know that sometimes, and I and I'm and this is this has been a this has been a journey for me. Sometimes I feel like you have to have a little patience with them because they may not have the right language. And in that moment, I knew that she wasn't trying to be disrespectful. And so I think that's important to know also, like, even though people may not be, even though people may be ignorant, sometimes if if you can feel that the intentions are good, it's not, you, you should, you should kind of give them some patience. I think what you said last night, which I thought was beautiful, you said, I know her, I know this kind of woman, they are, they Benji, they, um, they kind of, you know, they can be kind of ratchet. And when they come at you, the intention is not that, but they don't know how else to come at you. This is the only way they know how through trying to compliment you, trying to, um, trying to connect with you in some kind of way. And I think that was, I think that's beautiful. Cause yeah. Cause if you don't have the language or don't have the experience, then you may be, it's like a baby <laughs> walking through a, a china closet. Like they, they don't know how to control their bodies enough to um, be delicate in this space. <laughs> yeah. And so they just rocking it <laughs> because they're yeah. a baby. It's like that. So I, t- I totally get it. I totally get it. And that's why she thanked me for re- receiving her. Mm-hmm. There's also was a, a cis woman named uh, the one that's with um, Javon. I forgot her name. What's her name? Christine. <clears throat> she was also saying how uh, it's not always the intentions are not always bad. And she used to do that. So she realized that it could put people in harm's way in danger by them exposing people's teeth. So she don't do it no more. But she also it seemed like she kind of was a little offensive about it when her husband was like, this shit is weird. That's dumb. And she was like, you know, sometimes we don't always mean harm. And she got Yeah, she's a cut. cis woman. Yeah. She, she's a cis woman that has graduated into another space. So right. she also feels like it's her job to um, 
kind of share with us that experience. Yes. And so for me, as an older trans woman, sometimes I feel like I actually don't need to know that because I know through my life that some people's intention is not bad, but sometimes your intention doesn't outweigh your impact. Yeah. And so, and sometimes I can deal with it. Like you said, you can catch me at a certain mode and sometimes I can deal with it in a very gracious and tender way. And then sometimes I'm not with that shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, in, a, I'm in a mode where I'm not in the mood. I'm not in yeah. the, um, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to be tender with you. I'm just trying to get out of here. Why are you touching me? Why are you asking me to come back in here? Like I'm trying to leave. I'm not trying to deal with your, your trans guilt. I'm not trying to deal with your, I'm not trying to be the person to vindicate you for all the shitty shit you did or you not knowing. And I'm not trying, sometimes I'm not trying to be that person. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. If, okay, so as a, let me ask this for the six people, I should say. If they suspense that you're trans, I think we talked about this before. (laughs) <laughs> what's a good way to act like say it's y'all, not don't like say say okay so you would rather them you would rather you tell them and then if they say oh i already knew how would that make you feel like oh i already knew i just didn't say nothing it wouldn't make me feel any kind of way it wouldn't no i don't know it's, <laughs> it just depends on how it's delivered because we was at my best friend's birthday party and um she was like she she it was like she she was like you, you want me to tell them or you should like she knows i'm open about it so i was like yeah i'll tell them and i was like well i'm trans and well, um some of them act surprised but one girl was like um she, <laughs> she was she was like oh was that supposed to be something new <laughs> <laughs> what that's supposed to be something we didn't know and i wasn't offended by it but i was like girl <laughs> <laughs> that's rude <laughs> well, she said it was rude but, she, but she was younger too she's she was a younger girl so i was like but i wouldn't feel any kind of way about it i'm i'm also a person that don't think i'm some uh honey unclockable ass bitch yeah, there's gonna be some people who know yeah. <laughs> you see what i'm saying so if you tell me you knew okay yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna but be sometimes something. when you feel like you getting through bitch you do make you feel away i ain't even gonna lie when you feel like you was like pussy, i know when i'm you feel like i know when i'm getting through with individuals if i'm engaging with them now i'm not talking about they're just looking at me but when i'm engaging with a person I can tell by their engagement with me whether or not they know I'm trans or not. Well, of course, but I'm saying like I'm I'm not saying like them like not being a people not I'm not saying like not being able to tell people don't know. I'm saying like when you are go, getting through and you think cuz sometimes you sometimes I I ain't going <laughs> I don't care. Sometimes the girls be acting like, "Oh, girl, clueless." And bitch, mm. you spilling you they be like, "Oh, yeah." I mean, I kind of know. I've never been in that situation like that. Work. I have. Yeah. I've never been in that situation. I've been in a situation where um, 
it, it not that direct like that where somebody was like oh i already knew i i can't remember in my life where that ever happened to me um Man. where I, i've had it where somebody um not in that more direct way somebody told somebody else that oh yeah i knew i went to you know what i'm saying i knew in that kind of sense but just i'm telling my tea and soon as i tell my tea somebody tells me already knew i have never in my life had that experience (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not that's not something i have i have i have had it with niggas Mm -hmm. but in the situation with niggas i already felt that they knew and only reason why i was telling my tea is just to be 100 clad clear that yes this was going on but I already got the vibe that they knew. But you know how niggas act when they know your tea. So I was getting the vibe for them. So in that situation, but like a cisgender girl saying I already knew, I haven't experienced that. Yeah, I think I definitely, definitely um, without. But like, they're just really nice about it. Like, they was just like, you know, I, di- I didn't want to ask you or nothing. I just mm-hmm. wanted to, I, I wasn't going to treat you no different. They, they were just like, I'm just, I just wanted you to tell me. But yeah, I knew. Okay, good. I just don't think it's something that we should, they should, you should not be. Um, I just feel like it's something that, first of all, trans doesn't have a look. There's going to be some, there are going to be some people that you might think are trans that are not trans. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some people that, um, that you don't know. You think they're cisgender and they're not cisgender. <laughs> so, you you don't know <laughs> you don't know even if you have the best um trans dar or gay dar or whatever you want to call it even if you have the best one there are going to be some people in the world that don't you get what i'm saying that are not that you're not going to pick up it's not 100 <laughs> percent. and so you should not be assuming you should not be coming up to people saying anything about their gender identity if they don't invite you and they don't know you i just think that that's inappropriate and i just i also think that it 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 just depends on the girl and the time like you you could catch a girl on a bad day and bitch it's a scene because i know some girls who will turn it that don't give no type of passes where they where they ptsd from trauma situations that they have incurred is so high to where just a small little bit of you thinking you know will set them the fuck off. Or are you just coming up to me and talking about it? I don't know you. Yeah, baby. I've seen girls. Yeah, Ooh. I don't think that. You think that's cool? You would want that? One what? Strangers coming up, you talking about your gender identity? Well, you uh, you just handled it. You telling the story how you handled it. But Z, would you? Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, it. De- y'all know it depends on my situation. You know, my mood. Like, and but y'all know I'm open. So it's like, but like, if I'm if I'm, because there's modes where I'm. How can I explain it? There's times, and y'all heard me talk about it. There's times where I want to navigate in fucking peace, where I just want to be. Like I don't want to always, like it. Like, I know you, I'll always be a black woman, no matter where I go. But my transness, I don't wear on my, and, and it, I just want it to be up to me. And sometimes a bitch just want to get 
fuck, get through. Sometimes a bitch just want to be unbothered and have like a, a regular fucking day without talking about transness. I just want to get, I just want to be, I just want to get through. And so on them days, you probably would gag. But for the most part, bitches open minded. You know, I'm open minded. But what you were saying, say, baby, I'm sorry. I was saying that that would definitely bother me. But that's why it's so hard for me to find friends and people I'm cool with because mm, part of me is like, would I want to be stealth as a friend? No, I know I don't want to be stealth. But um, like, how do you t- befriend people and tell them like, what's the fucking time? Like, new friends. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Because that's that's something that Z been navigating. Like, I know, like, you was wondering at one point, we had a conversation where you was like, I would like cis men friends, but, like, how would I navigate that space as a trans man? Right. Openly. Yeah, like, there's dudes, like, I'm cool with at work and stuff, and it's normal, but it's just, like, I wonder if they knew you know, I don't know. It's different in those spaces for men. I know. <laughs> I know it is. It's different from us for us too, but for the most part, like it's a little bit more like sometimes they sometimes cis women will treat you as equal, but and then sometimes they'll treat you like a gay man. Like like the do way you they do hair. <laughs> or yes, honey, yes, yes, and all that bullshit. And th- when you can tell that, in, and I want cis women to know this, we can tell the difference between who's treating us like, like a gay man or somebody who is treating me like you're equal. Also, and then what was also an interesting moment? Shit, two minutes. Diamond, can you take, hold on, wait a minute. Diamond, can you take that out? Damn. So two minutes after we leave the spot, we're going to Mia and Z's car. And we these niggas pull up next to us. Oh, we walking by. And we walking, talking about it, and Z is in front of us. And I guess the niggas thought that Z had both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and he gonna yell out the window to Z. Um, what did he say? He said he said you something about good job, short dog, or something like that. It's something about he said, short dog. I see you, short oh, dog. You, you um you winning. Oh yeah, he said you winning, short dog. You winning. <laughs> I'm looking I'm like I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> so we went from getting clocked at the bar and getting through on the side, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh Lord. Weird this this is a, it was it, it was a weird night, but it also was a fun night for the whole day. We were just having fun. That's another thing. That's I think that's another reason why I think the vibe was cool because we had just had a just a cool ass vibe with the folks just being up there and doing our thing. So yeah, strange moment, but it turned out to be beautiful in the sense that you know you were able to you know be like a beacon of light because of your visibility and i'm proud of you like i said you handled that beautifully because i definitely wouldn't handle it like that (laughs) i would have like i said i I just don't like it happening i just don't like it i feel like my how i think of that moment is i need to teach you how to deal with trans people Mm -hmm. and this is not the way to do it so 
I'm always the person that if you touch an iron and it's hot, <laughs> what you what you gonna do? You're gonna be like ah and move your hand. I want to be that hot ass motherfucking iron. <laughs> the next time you decide to think about touching an iron, you don't. <laughs> and you learn that as a kid that you know this iron is hot, so we don't want to touch that. Ooh, ooh, it's gonna be a, a, a burnsy, a oopsie. Mm-mm, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna touch that. I want to be that hot iron. And so that's my way to teach. Your way to teach is to be nice and tender. And I think that's beautiful. You had a moment. I would have ruined the moment. You did <laughs> not. <laughs> I know I, and shout, no, hold on, wait a minute. Shout out to y'all for having my motherfucking bag, bitch. I cause y'all was ready outside. Mm-hmm. Y'all was motherfucking ready. But thank but also thank y'all for giving me my space and handling the situation. Cause it needed that. Yeah. Good. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sir McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. All right, y'all. So do y'all know what science fiction is? Yes, correct. Tell me what science fiction is. Stuff that motherfucking nerds be loving. Thank you. I'm one of I'm one of them. So whatever. <laughs> science fiction is Lord of the Rings vibes. It's giving you, you know, very very. Okay, it's fiction based. <laughs> it's nothing that's real. Okay, something that's actual or imagined future scientific or technological advances in major social or environmental changes, frequently portraying space or time travel and life on other planets. Oh, that's giving me avatar tease. Okay, um, that's one. Okay, yes. Yeah. So it can science fiction is anything that is fictional that kind of plays with the reality of science um you know like a lot of them is going to be like future stuff like star trek um anything that deals with space travel star wars anything that future stuff like stuff like that but it also science fiction is also things it could be in the past when we look at lord of the rings when we look at um lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Um, Splice. Splice. Absolutely. Splice is one. So many things that deal with sciences or magical shit. That shit is science fiction too. Fantasy. 
All of that is science fiction. And there, based on the definition you just read, um, Z, as far as it being like a un, not unrealistic, but uh, uh, the imagining of a very, very um, drastic social change. Mm-hmm. If it was a social change, I almost feel like um, um, Handmaid's Tale is science fiction. If we're talking, if it's a social change, if yeah, you think of is. social change, now I wouldn't consider that science fiction, but based on that it's definition, it's fiction. But it's just fiction. Based on it's that fiction. definition, it would be science fiction because it was well, a it big social change. Oh, okay. yeah, because it's Im- imaginative too. It has yes. to do with imagination. They're imagining a whole different world. Right. Oh, y'all seen that one? Um, that one movie where they was in the race cars and shit, and they and they was they went into this world. That was that was a dope movie. I don't know what it's called, but it was that was like that's what it reminds me of, or something like um, you know, monster monsters like uh, but like the old version where the little like the the monster came from underneath the bed and then they went into another world underneath. That's yeah. That's, That's a really science fiction. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So what I wanted to talk about is trans themes, and not necessarily trans, but some trans and some like just gender bending themes in the history of science fiction. Because I want to start off with this conversation because I want to go into another conversation. So let's start off here. The first time that I have learned or saw in like a science fiction like book or anything like that was this book from um 1906 it was about um this trans it was by Gregory Kasparian and it was it was the first time that i seen in science fiction a very explicit and non-judgmental presentation of a love affair between two same-sex people and it was a lesbian couple they were going through in the storyline there was there was a lesbian couple and they were going through discrimination it was this was a book from 1906 so you can imagine what was going on it wasn't a time where just queerness was just like oh my god (laughs) out and about (laughs) so in this story they were going through discrimination and one of them found this scientist Mm -hmm. and the scientist knew how to perform a sex change surgery. Now, anybody who knows the history of sex change, it didn't start happening until like the 30s. Yeah. And so in 1906, this is Gregory, the author, Gregory Kasparian, imagining somebody being able to do a sex change surgery. So they do a sex change surgery on one, surgery on one of the lesbian women and she becomes a man. And so now... <laughs> it is a man and a woman's relationship. So it's fixed and they live happily ever after. <laughs> That's interesting that they were lesbian and they had to do that in order to fit gender norms in order to be happy. I've heard right. of that, that before. Like I've heard of some guy's parents accepting him because it's like, oh, you, that means you're not actually gay. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all know the... um. Sweet. 
Yeah, no, it's not because that's just respectability politics. The the possible respectability politics when when you got a sex change, they really believe who you are, and so you're now binary because they yeah whatever fuck them. But the 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 first <laughs> the first sex change was in 1931, and it was in Germany. And her name was Lily LB. So that's L-I-L-I-E-L-B-E. And you can Google that. And that was in, um, that was a Danish painter who was assigned male at birth, experienced what is now called gender dysphoria, and underwent the world's documented first sex change. Yes, the movie The Danish Girl is based on her life. Right. So that is, that, that was in 1906. Another situation. All right. So we know everybody know Wizard of Oz, right? Yes. Everybody Wizard know Wizard of Oz. So the, the classic story who wrote the who wrote the story is L. Frank Baum. He wrote The Wizard of Oz. Now we know that is Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, Wicked Witch of the West, the Wizard. And we know that whole story. A little that one is super popular. That is a popular in American history. But the author did another book that was the sequel to The Wizard, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And he called it The Marvelous Land of Oz. And in that book, in the original story, so what happens after Dorothy leaves is Scarecrow and Tin Man, they they start ruling over certain areas of Oz because, you know, they have gotten their position and all this kind of stuff. And there is this witch that has taken um, a little boy named Tip and she's mistreating him. And so before he tries to, he's just a little boy. So he tries to, um, he tries to run away. He tries to play trickles on her, but he couldn't get away. So he finally figures out, he finally figures out how to get away from her. So he runs away and on his journey, cause he's trying to find a home in Emerald city on his journey to find it. He comes across different people, just like Dorothy came across different people like Tim man and scarecrow, blah, blah, blah. He does the same journey, different reasoning, but <coughs> he comes across people. One name is Jack Pumpkinhead. Same thing, just like Scarecrow. Da 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 da. And he he's trying to find his way back to Emerald City because he feel like that is going to be where he finds a home. All this kind of stuff. But the witch that finds him, her name is Memba. I think it's Memba. Yeah, something like that. Memba. What what ends up happening when he gets to Emerald City? And this is making a long story short. He sees Glinda, of course, the good witch. And and Glinda basically tells him that actually, because she's a witch, she can tell it. She was like, actually, you're not tip. You were just assigned. She don't say these words, but he was assigned male at birth. But only reason why he was assigned male at birth is because the witch that had him actually changed him into a boy and he really is princess ozma this is sickening <laughs> the eyes the wizard of the wizard actually took the baby when he took over emerald city and when they got rid of the king 
the, there was only one person who was the heir and it was Princess Ozma. They had took the baby, the wizard, and took the baby and gave it to this wicked witch. Not the not the one we know, not the one with the green skin, but another different witch. Because you know it was other ones. The one that Dorothy killed and then there was another one too. And so they gave it to her and she changed the baby as a boy. She changed, She when the baby came, she changed, the witch took it as a boy and raised it as a boy and named and they named him Tip. But he's really Princess Ozma, the heir to Emerald City. And so they did magic on her and changed her back into a girl, Princess Ozma. And she took over the throne of Emerald City as the natural sovereign heir. As it should be. As it should fucking be. That's sickening. Y'all, what's the, what's the name of the book? Because I might read it. It is called um, The Marvelous Land of Oz. It is the okay. sequel to The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Another one that I saw that is kind of old. Now, we talked about, um, oh, this author from 1930. This is like a comedy. His name is Thorn Smith. And it is called Turnabout. It's like a science fiction comedy. Um, it is like a classic battle of the sexes. Um, it was published in 1931. And it was later made into a movie and a sitcom. Um, Turnabout basically follows this married couple. And they find this idol. Anybody know like an idol? It's like a, um, they find this Egyptian idol. It's like a statue, like a god, a deity put into a statue or whatever and they find it and they fall prey to its tricks it's like a trickster and it causes them to switch bodies so the wife goes into the husband's body and the husband goes into the wife's body and the storyline is funny and comical and they do all these very exaggerated gender role stuff and it's, it's it is a comedy and i thought it was interesting uh, interesting early play in switching gender roles and making cr a critique of gender roles and i thought that was something to mention because of how early it was it came around you know when sex changes started to happen and you know his name is thorne smith and it's called turnabout and since we're talking about science fiction the novel actually inspired um um the last episode of the original star trek which is called um the turnabout intruder and i'll put that link in the bottom or whatever but it's when some woman had came on the on the ship of star trek with captain kirk and she actually inhabited, she put his, his self, she put Captain Kirk's personality and person in her body. <laughs> and they had to figure out that she was in his body. But it was just a quite interesting um, episode of gender role switching and switching bodies in regards to that. Um, we already talked about Lovecraft Country. That that doesn't that has a two spirit element in Lovecraft Country. There was a two spirit person in that sci fi show. In one episode, though. In one episode, it wasn't a character, but it was in one episode, and they um they killed. But there was him. black trans women too. Huh? There was black trans women also. Oh, I didn't see them. When were they? Where were they at? When after he after he killed um after he killed the the two spirited person um trans woman oh with his father 
Uh-huh. She, he, uh, he went and he was seen with the trans black trans women afterwards. Yeah. I wasn't for sure if I was considering them trans women or drag queens. I wasn't for sure. I don't know. I, but that's It was okay. giving me Marsha Plates. I mean, uh, Marsha P. Johnson tees. I yeah, mean, it could be. Access. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. No tea. Um, but then we had the two-spirit. I forgot about them. So them two. And then we had the two-spirit people. A lot of people, a lot of Native people didn't like how that was handled. Um, then we had um, Striking Vipers from Black Mirror. I don't know if y'all remember that, but Striking Vipers. Oh, um, yeah, when they got into the game. Yeah, when they got into the game. So if they were, the reason why it was, I, I this was kind of, this is more on a sexuality spectrum too, instead of identity. But because he was going into a female character's body, it gave me that kind of, hmm, that trans kind of thing because he's experiencing from being in a woman's body in the video game. And so that's a science fiction type of deal. And I thought it would be, a, it, it was mentionable. And so can y'all tell me, are there any, um, any situation that y'all remember sci-fi moments where they had like trans themes or gender bending things that, that really made an impact in y'all memory? Um, you got some, Poppy? Mr. Potato Head. And Mr. Huh? Potato Head. Toy Story. Oh. Because they can yeah. take off their faces and put them back on whatever they want. You can take off that mustache, that lips, and put on some lipstick, bitch. You can put on you some eyelashes and stuff and put on you a wig, girl. I It's gender bending. What you going to be today, girl? I never watched it, so I didn't know they was doing all that. Well, they didn't do it, but it showed you that it could be done. Yeah, because I had one, and then I would swap out different things. So, oh, you're just uh, talking about something in that you experienced. You didn't see it on TV. Um, yeah, they something. did. They did do it. They did. There was a point. I don't remember exactly which one, but there was a point where they did gender bend him, and it was like a it was a kiki moment, but it wasn't long lasting. Yeah, oh. it was slight. Uh -huh. I remember that too. But that's the only thing. But um, I had looked up uh, 11 works of transpositive science fiction and fantasy. They had that on Barnes and Noble, different books they have. I remember like Looney, um, Tom and Jerry used to gender band. Um, a lot of cartoons used to gender band, and nobody said anything about it. Bugs Bunny, um, definitely. Uh huh. Um, I kind of remember when Tom and Jerry, when Tom dressed up as um, Carmen Miranda. Uh huh. Oh, and when he dressed up as um, no, when Tom dressed up as Betty Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we had the fruit on his head, and he was no, that uh, was Carmen Miranda. That one was Betty it. Boo. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, he was still in drag. I'm about my ghetto. That was um Carmen Miranda. Okay. She's a popular artist, a Brazilian artist. That she made that fruit shit popular. And you you seen them do that on that on the cartoon. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I, I read. Well, in I was a reader when I was younger. They had this thing called um, Scholastic Book, uh, a book 
um, thing. And so I used to like read books in order to go to like, um, to win prizes at like this bookstore that we would go to afterwards. Anyways, um, one of my favorite books that as a child was the Animorphs and Animorphs. So they could, it was, it was, they could morph into any type of animal that they wanted to be. And that to me was beautiful because it was like you were able to change your body. Like, like what if I wanted to morph into a girl, bitch? I can be a mermaid or I could be this or I could be that. I used to do all my video games a lot. Yeah. Animorphs. Um, no, not animorphs, <laughs> but um B stars. Um what else? I, I I used to look at um Mercedes Lackey and Mercedes Lackey is a science fiction type of um, author and I just I, I don't think that it had any gender bending things I don't think I, it may have some but not a lot but I enjoyed them um, one of the one of my favorite this makes me feel so old one of my first books that I read was where the red fern grows and that that is a beautiful beautiful story um a classic old school was old yeller this all got nothing to do with what we talking about it um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it does not <laughs> the zane jerome dickey you know um, you is bringing up e- if you say Elin Harris in your next sentence, I'm gonna cut this thing off. <laughs> Listen, oh, okay, this so- this ain't got. But since we bring it up, the gay classic books, <laughs> Elin Harris books are about to be like a series. They about to create a series from his books. Oh, really? That's good news. Oh, so yes, that no, that really is. It's so anyway, let me bring it back to what we were talking about one novel that i remember that was very very distinctly like gender bending by a black author is called her name is octavia butler um she is like a classic you know she she's in the like black feminist canon when it comes to creative writing and so um she does. She does tons. She she wrote um the sower the the sower of the parable or the parable of the sower. I can't remember exactly that name, but that's not the book I'm talking about. The book that I'm talking about is called Wild Seed, and one of the main two characters they're like these. They got these fucking superpowers, like both of them. So the two characters are named um Doro and and Yanwu. And Doro is like, mm, it's like the boy. Mm. <laughs> and then Ayamu is like the girl and they have powers to like inhabit. So one of them has, they can, it's like she can turn into animals. Like she can turn to, really to anybody, like any type of human, um, anybody like that. She can turn into animals too. He he can turn into humans and inhabit their bodies or whatever and become them. And they all, they both produce kids with superpowers, (laughs) different kind of, they produce people with superpowers, but Burrow has like this patriarchal masculine way of doing things to killing people heartless, 
You get what I'm saying? Like he, the way he does his shit is fucked up. But him and Ayanwo, like love, like they have like a toxic, lovey relationship. You feel what I'm saying? So she has to run away from him. And one thing about her is like he can sense her, but he can't sense her when she is in animal form. Mm. And so actually that makes him feel threatened. And so he sees her like he plans on killing her because that make him feel threatened because he can't. She really can fuck me up if I can't. Everybody else I can sense, but I can't sense her when she's in animal form. She really could wear me out. And so at one point he is trying to stalk her and find her in the world to kill her. When you first meet them, it's like the 1600s, but they live like long 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 so the next time you meet them it's like in the 1700s and so on and so on and so on so he was make he was creating this little plantation that he was running or whatever and the way he was running was like crazy he was killing his people he was just doing crazy ass shit but the net when he's trying to look for a he finds her and i think it's they're like in new orleans or anyway don't i don't 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 I ain't read it in a minute, but they're in some place where she is running her own like little plantation of people. She got kids and um, they have powers and how she is running it is more humane. And so it's going really, really good. So when he comes in, he sees her doing it a certain way and it, and they just realize that they have a connection and so and so and so and so. But what you see in throughout the book is they inhabiting different different genders bodies having babies and sex and intercourse as a boy as a girl you get what i'm saying and so it's called wild seed by octavia butler but they live really really long so you see them in in you see them you meet them early on in africa because they're from one is from egypt and one is from um Ebo and one like Egyptian and Ebo. And so I think is it Yanwo Egyptian and what you call it Ebo? I don't remember. One is Egyptian and one is Ebo. And so it's a really, really good book. And it just made me think when I was reading, it made me think about having that ability to be man or woman whenever you wanted to. And you know what I'm saying? Having baby, having the experiences of having a baby and having you know, conceiving babies as a boy, conceiving babies as a girl. And it just played with these ideas because that was a part of their superpower powers. And I w- it was quite interesting. That book came out in 1980 and it's by o- Octavia Butler. I bet it's th- that like everything that you're talking about sounds sickening. I can't wait to read it because I'm about to read that. That is sickening to me. Everything that you just talked about is like, it is, it's, it's making me be like, Bitch, when we get off, I need to go find it. Go to Barnes <laughs> yes. and Noble right now. It's really, really good. It's called Wild Seed. Splice was something that really was interesting to me. So if you've seen Splice, you know it's about two scientists who are trying to, um, they're trying to hear something. They're always trying to hear something like on Deep Sea. You know, with, with LL Cool J, you know, like... They always try to cure something. So anyways, they make like this creature and they become attached to it. And they're trying to, they, I think they wanted children at first, but it's like this weird connection that they have. So they raise it 
And at first it's like this weird ass little creature, but then it starts to turn and kind of like human like, and they find out that it's female because one of the scientists uses their own DNA. Yes. And that was part of the attachment too. Right. And so the, the scientists are basically a couple also. So that, that, that's the big part on it. And so they raise it, but they're trying to do this undercover so they don't get caught. Yeah. In secret. So finally she, they raise her, they see that she's intelligent, but you can tell that she's being sheltered. She's like, bitch, I'm trying to, you know, what is it given? So she gets to an adult and they have to move her out of the science area. Yes, because somebody finds out about her and snitches on them and their bosses was like, fuck this shit. You have if you don't want to be fired because y'all was supposed to destroy this, first of all, a long time ago. But if you don't want to be fired, y'all need to destroy it and and be gracious that we don't fire your ass right now. And so <laughs> the dude was like the girl was like yeah let's come on let's just fire but the dude just couldn't do it because now they done got attached to it like a fucking pet and he takes it to a to um, his family's farm and and started taking care of her in a farm and so she gets to a point that she grows really fast so she gets to a point where you know she's going through puberty and she's a woman now and well all this extra stuff like she went away she went through puberty then she becomes a woman or whatever version that is in species and so um they're getting into it because the man is starting to become attracted because the the species comes on to the man because she she don't have no other type of species like her so she's like bitch i'm trying to figure this out and so he kind of falls for it but the woman who was really attached to her clocks it and so she starts being nasty to the the species or whatever and something happens to where she tries to leave but then they find her she they bring her back and she she goes into this water and they think that she no died. no no wait 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 you you skipping you kind of skipping over a part oh. there is a um when she when when she's coming on to the dude in the couple and they clock that something's weirds happening the the human woman the quote unquote mother she's like no like you are you can't be doing this like y'all are doing too much this is going too far and they have like a little um not a battle but like an argument a moment where remember this is a teenage girl quote unquote and there's a moment when the little creature threatens the girl with her stinger because she has like this thing on her tail that can harm people that can hit people and so she almost threatens her like gets on top of her and her stinger comes out to threaten her because now you're dealing with an animal and you she trying to get her some peace and you're coming in between her getting her some peace <laughs> and so what they do to her is they remove her stinger 
because of what she did. The mm-hmm. the white the honey, she's a Karen baby. She said, "No, ma'am. Let me show you. Since you wanna you wanna battle, let me show you how this battle happens." So they put her to sleep, and she wakes up, and they done removed her stinger. And she gagged. And she's over it because she doesn't have her thing, her anything to defend herself. Mm-hmm. And so, long story short, they end up having her and the her and the um the the man and the species end up having they end up having whatever intercourse. <laughs> and then afterwards, bitch, I guess because the sperm was transferred, now she got some testosterone in her hair. That bitch had changed into a whole man. Boy. Boy, she turned into and- a boy version of herself. So just yes. like amphibians do, some amphibians change gender and some fish. She when she went into her pregnancy mode, she turned into a boy. Well, her I guess that was her puberty kind of. Mm-hmm. She turns into a boy. <laughs> because mind you, she got the the, the she got the first um DNA from the the woman, so she didn't have male DNA. So when she has sex with the man, she's got the male DNA and she goes somewhere into a cocoon and then that bitch just pops up out the sky with wings now. That bitch got wings. She's strong. She she done turned into a, a, a man. Well, not a man, but like, you know, a beast. Yeah. And so, baby, she gathers everybody and they gag. But the gag is she ended up raping the, the woman and the woman is pregnant by her baby and I don't know if they killed her, but you never know what happened afterwards because the now the corporation that done tried to fire them for having the animal is like, bitch, we might be on to something because now you're carrying the embryo, you know, alien type teas. If y'all interested in the season, that's my tea too. Alien, right. the movie in the series, yeah, it gives that kind of a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I kind of like skipped over that. That yeah. is kind of trauma. That's trauma. Kind of. That's very trauma. I didn't, I'm sorry. That was very insensitive of me. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I think because I know it's. I know because I haven't. I, I think because okay, I haven't been through it. Okay. I've I've been almost raped, like twice. Oh, but but because I haven't physically been through it, like in I I was insensitive about that part. So please forgive me. Trigger warning. So I, I have so yeah so that i wanted to talk about all these gender bender things in sci-fi i wanted to talk about all these gender bender things in sci-fi and so if you are audience member and you remember some type of gender bending thing in sci-fi tell us what you remember tell us about things that you experienced that has something to do with either transness or gender bending um science fiction so yes so because we are on this science fiction theme i wanted to go along with it but just kind of base it more in reality and go along with this kind of conversation so we know that science is is advancing as we speak like there are things that are coming in the world that 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, 100 years ago, that we wouldn't, um, we wouldn't, they, we couldn't imagine would exist. We got flying cars on the way, <laughs> well, self-driving cars on the way. We already um, see people flying on little saucers like they did in Back to the Future. The little, <laughs> the little um, what's it called? They look like little ski boards. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we see things coming in, in the realm of trans and gender. We are we are seeing people who are transplanting vaginas. We are seeing people who are, you know, the, the people who are genetically coding um, babies like somebody in um, Asia, China, I think actually went to prison for three years because they actually manufactured a genetically coded baby. What? Uh-huh. It's the the main dude went for three years and then the the his two partners went for um, a year and a half. And so it's because they use the CRISPR technology. It's called CRISPR. Um, CRISPR technology to actually create a baby, genetically coded baby. I was thinking about all the things that we are now able to detect prior to babies being born that in previous decades, we didn't have the technology to de detect. So when I think about like Down syndrome, Down syndrome is something that a mother who is pregnant at a certain time in their pregnancy can do a test and she figures out and she can figure out if the baby is going to have Down syndrome. It was a time that we couldn't figure that out, but it, now it is. And what it has caused is a decrease all around the globe for births of Down syndrome babies. One particular country is Iceland. Iceland has a literal 98% rate of no births of um, Down syndrome people. Like they almost, it's almost at 100% where no Down syndrome babies are being born. The only ones that are now being born are ones that have a, uh, uh, not a fake, not a fake, but a, um, where they couldn't detect it. Like they couldn't, they the the test said because the test ain't 100 accurate sometimes the test will say that the baby is going to be normal because it did the test didn't pick it up and so they have the baby and boom is it has down syndrome so that two percent they'll still be born because the test isn't 100 accurate but what's happening is when people find out it's when they find out that they're having a a down syndrome baby they're having abortions to the to the rate to where they are not having down syndrome babies at all and so last friday on my live i did a video called are trans people going to be in the future and i based on this information i was questioning it because you know we are learning more and more about the biopsychology of trans people we are learning more and more about um, them being able to tell that people are going to be or predispositioned to be trans in the womb based on some genetic coding that all of us have, that the scientists are discovering that we all have as trans people. And so they're able to detect that incongruency in our brain and in our body early on in the, in the womb. If that becomes even more of a reality to detect, I feel like what's going to happen with trans people is what's happening to Down syndrome people because the, there's a reduction 
in us being born. So if science, if science advanced to the point where we can tell if a child is going to be gay or if a child is going to be trans or if there's any type of gender thing that can happen. If they can start detecting it, if they can pinpoint that gay gene, pinpoint that trans gene, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't choose to have their babies in the same way that they are not choosing to have Down syndrome babies. And so I asked the question in my live. I'll put the link in the bottom. Do y'all think that we will eventually, if that technology gets more and more advanced, is that do y'all think that we would eventually become extinct where trans people wouldn't exist at all? I feel like that's a form of eugenics. If that was to happen. Yes. If that was to happen, that would be eugenics to me. It would. I agree. Yeah. And it would be exactly what black people say they don't want being done to them. What? Then because a lot of black people feel like uh playing pay- well, oh, sorry. Oh, in, in yeah, yeah, I see what you Yeah, they when you think about Planned Parenthood and when you think about um the way black women are treated in the hospital when they're pregnant. Well, it's not even or just that. the birth rate, the death rate, and all that, just all that I feel like ties into to make white supremacy, white supremacy. Be, like that's what Nazis did and the Holocaust days they literally was scientifically trying to get rid of disabled people stop Jews from reproducing like all of that yes. that's eugenics so, yeah. yeah and the same for black people they didn't care for black people either. right so yeah so I, I I think that people would do it yeah I think people would do it because there, there's some they're like um what's her name what's that bitch name Angela the one the one that was on um yeah. the one that was on doctor doctor whatever that whole name yeah, is no. yeah that bitch no, yeah she would be one of them and it's a lot of bitches like that that think like that and yeah. niggas too well they wouldn't have the issue because they they don't conceive they don't um they don't carry the baby so they wouldn't be making the decision to do the abortion but they could get the access no if, if they they can they, there are some women Oh, Jesus, that's a deep, that's a deep topic. Yeah, they would. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the men. The men wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have the access at all because they don't get pregnant. It would no, I'm be- talking about not, not. I'm talking about when I talk about access, I'm talking about financially. Like they could do, like if they have. Oh, the financial have, access to have the ability. Yes. The ability to, to get their woman to, if, if they fall in the binary type of things, the men would be doing all the things in order to make sure things were possible and so yeah the man would have access to be if you think of that type of hierarchy he would have the access to be able to help her yes on a on a class level yes and that's also too that's also when it comes to when it comes to the CRISPR concept so when we talk about so before i go i'm 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 gonna go into the race issue too because when we go into the CRISPR concept the CRISPR, the genetic coding actually choosing what your baby is going to be, look like, how it's going to da 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 da. We know based on how society is set up that we're gonna have some carbon copy looking motherfuckers. Because if we consider colorism, white supremacy, racism, Classic. all these things that rule 
beauty standards, rule, whatever, <laughs> whatever that that governs over how we think somebody should look. Mm-hmm. All these structures, even in our community, black community, we would there is some people who would choose their baby to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they so we would start off. seeing, you know, we would start seeing, I think because of colorism, we would see a lot of light skinned babies. <laughs> we would see a lot of funny color eyed babies. Oh, they, they, my baby gonna have blue eyes. My baby gonna have green eyes. My baby gonna have all. It ain't never gonna be a normal eye. <laughs> it's gonna be whatever they can do. <laughs> we, I think if we had the ability, if we give people free reign and the ability, not now, because like you said, there's going to be a process where this is only going to be accessible to people with money. Yeah. But eventually, just like contraceptive were only accept, accept and, and abortions were only acceptable, was only um, accessible to people with um, money. Now they're getting more accessible to more people more than just money. I think this will eventually get to the point, the CRISPR technology, where it will become the norm for everybody i think and so if that's the case we're gonna see the effects of it immediately we're gonna see the effects of how babies are being born how they look how they oh if you got boys you go they're gonna make them tall big strong whatever they the athletes whatever they can do to make them mm-hmm. it's gonna be drastic physically but if it's a but- girl go ahead Speaking speaking of boys, when you think about patriarchy and how it works, a lot of boys are going to be born, and a lot of girls girls are not. We see that already in India because of how the social structure of their system, their societal system. It, it actually more expensive. Like girls are a burden. They have to pay when the girl get married. They have to pay the people that they are marrying. But in in <laughs> but the boy, <laughs> they get something. And so, yeah, we already see that they're having that problem with more boys being born than girls in their country as well because people are aborting girls we see that so we know you are totally right that is what's going to happen it's going to be more boys balanced so so what's going to happen is the the trans women are the trans people aren't going to be the ones the gay people aren't going to be the ones that stop the planet from 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 flourishing and populating it's actually going to be you bitch (laughs) that part Yes. And so if that comes. And so when I ask the question and pose the question, everybody being politically correct in the conversation. And if you go to the video and look at the and look at the conversation, because it's a live chat happening and I have it open for y'all to see in the conversation. People, some people were being real politically correct. It's, oh, no, if I knew my trans, my child was trans, I would, you know, I would keep my trans child and da da da. Uh, that's the politically correct answer to say. But then later on in the conversation, that same person was like, well, if they have the technology to fix it early on, I would just fix it mm. in the womb. And I don't even know why you're doing that, Poppy, because, you know, you 
you said that you would rather have a binary child over a trans child also. Same. But I wouldn't say I would get rid of it. Oh, I didn't say you I wouldn't say that you said that. I'm just saying that I know your thought process too. Like you would rather have I mean, why wouldn't you want your child to have an easier life? Right. You know, if, if you if you you know, if you will prefer that, which a lot of people prefer, but you got people, you got parents like D Wade that acknowledge they have a trans child and affirm them. Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know but it's even possible. affirming don't mean that you wanted it. If you had a right. choice, exactly. Right, but also once you once you once you find out what self look self love looks like as a trans person, and you like do the work in order to do that, so you there's a beauty it. in being who we are. Yeah, because we were we we were because because society has told us that we are not supposed to be here so much that they forget that culturally we were the medium. We helped the 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 femme side and the mass side to understand what it what it means to be in in the middle. I could give you information that you wouldn't necessarily know, and I could empathize with you more because I've been there. Right. Another element is. If you can fix it, say you can tell on the inside why why your baby is on the inside and you will be able to fix whatever incongruency. Well, let's, oh, the mind is going this one way. Let's make sure the body goes this way. So we're talking about science fiction and science and advancement. So that say that they can do whatever kind of coding or whatever, however they can do it. This is use your imagination. And you could fix that transness in the womb. And I was telling that person then no trans person would ever be born because you're fixing it before they come out. So they would just be cisgender. And then somebody and I said, so that would erase trans people. And then after that, somebody on in the message saying, but wouldn't that be a good thing? Not a good thing in the sense of erasing trans people but a good thing in you're fixing people going through the problem of transness before it even happens but are you really being fixed like it's trans is it, it's, it's going through your transition fixing you or is it or is it just aligning with who you are what because i because i believe that god put me on earth to be who i am and so if i believe that then i don't need to be fixed like it's trans and something to be fixed. Like, what makes you think that needs to be fixed? Like, by whose definition? But then I also using. Yeah, Bobby, and but then I also empathize. <laughs> I also empathize with not with white supremacy. Yes, that's no, 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 no. No, I'm no. saying I'm saying that's who thinks that needs to be fixed. Facts, because that's the root cause of it, right? Let me wait, wait, wait. let me say let me say something to this right there. Just that little bit. I think sometimes we blame stuff on white supremacy and it's actually patriarchy. Mm. I feel and like they're the ones that practice eugenics. So that's why I specifically said. Well, and then we were conditioned by white supremacy and patriarchy. And we didn't, we wasn't, we didn't come from our ancestors didn't come from over there in our different indigenous cultures with those practices. Yes, they did. Like uh, that's that's not true. Well, they did have the patriarchy and monarchy and stuff. Yes. But I'm talking about 
the deep rootedness of of it in America is different. And so why I say that is because I want people to understand that the oppression of the female body, the oppression of women, the oppression of the female is older than oppression based on race. Because right. race started in, uh, early on in our in our time on this planet. It's fairly new. But prior to race even existing or you know what I'm saying, those th those kind of that, that racism structure, patriarchy was already happening. Oppression of girls and putting girls in their place and putting women, putting women in situation where they were um, subservient and they were the weaker gender. That was that type of oppression is way older than racial oppression way older so i think a lot of times when we pick, when we bring up white supremacy totally get it when you talk about eugenics because that's you know i totally get that but a lot of times you got to understand that patriarchy is the grandfather like we got we can't let that um we can't let that slide white supremacy and that kind of racial stuff that's they look that's a little you know that's this <laughs> you know that's that's a little newer She's a little newer than patriarchy. And a lot of times we kind of blame stuff on white supremacy. That's not necessarily, that's more so rooted in patriarchal ruling. Now, when you look at these gender reveal, the, excuse me, reveal like videos and reels on uh, social media, you always see some, you, you see a few men that get happy when it's a girl, but they do fucking cartwheels and backflips and splits when it's a boy. Yeah. And we're going to see that. But do y'all think it's a bad, do y'all think it's good or bad, though? I haven't answered I that. It's a natural naturally occur. I can't really get mad at them with the gender reveal stuff. But if they were suppressed from boys or girls happening, like actually being birthed and it wasn't a reveal. It was like, this is what the fuck I want. I would have a bigger problem with that versus like a simple gender reveal we're finding out is naturally occurring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, no, I'm talking about the trans stuff. Do oh. you feel it's good if if the parents could figure out how to fix transes before folks come out? Would you? Is that a good thing to eliminate no, trans happening at all? No, because I feel like I feel like trans doesn't look a certain way, and who are you to take my choice away from me? Because every 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 trans representation doesn't look like me. Every trans representation doesn't look like Z. Every trans representation doesn't look like Diamond. We all look different, and we all we all want to look differently. Like you don't want your sex change. Like I'm saying, like your idea of what you want your man. When I say your sex change, I was just talking about the different the differences in how you view sex change operations, the differences in how I view sex change operations, the differences in how you view sex change operations, Diamond, we all view it differently in how we want to represent our transness. So who is somebody else to tell us how we should be? I mean, or make those changes for us. It's, it's almost like, and let's not, let's not, let's not leave our, our um, intersex, siblings out of this conversation because that's what happens to them so um, imagine no 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 we're not yes. talking about after we're not talking about after they're out 
But I'm saying there's a form of it, a form of somebody being making the choice for you instead of you making it for yourself. When then you don't believe in abortion. Then you then what you're. Oh, you don't believe in abortion. You don't think oh, wait, wait, abortion wait, wait, should wait, exist. No, I do. I do. I do believe in abortion. Then, then that, then, then, it, then you explain this to me, because you can say the same thing about life. Period. Then you see what I'm saying. Like if the, if I choose to get rid of my baby, mm-hmm. I am choosing to end this life. Well, I don't. I don't think I that don't, way. I, just, I don't think around that. Around the across the board, like like you can't get rid of. Now you can do whatever you want with your body. But what? But as far as like once the embryo is there and shit, you know what it is like for you to make the changes. Like the cha- what I'm talking about, like changes, like eye color and all that other bullshit. I don't think that's okay. But then, 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 why do you think killing it is okay? Because you can do what? See, that's a that's a tricky situation. It's just- I, I <laughs> it so, gets tricky. It does get tricky, but bitch, you shouldn't be able to choose my gender. It's just. It's just but I should be able to choose you whether you live or die. Whether you, especially if you're in a financial uh, hardship or what, or not just uh-uh, take the, take what all of that away. No, 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 don't don't add no caveats. I am a person <laughs> that's having a baby. Period. However it goes, I want to choose what happens to this baby in all areas. What it looks like, whether it lives or not. What's the difference between me making a choice about it living or dying and based on your logic? Your logic is, who are you to tell me what, what I should be, da, 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 da. But whether I'm living or dying, if I'm making a choice whether you live or die, it's just as invasive as I'm making a choice whether you have green eyes or a penis or a pussy or whatever. I'm still the person that's carrying you making these choices. So it would be hypocritical to me for you to say, it's not right for that mother to make the decisions about gender, I, da da da, but she can make the decisions about whether the child whether or not the child lives or dies. That that, that seems hypocritical to me. And I see the hypocrisy. I see the hypocrisy. I just think that you girls shouldn't do it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just if you view things as if you view transness as something that needs to be fixed, ask yourself, like, whose definition are you going by? Also, why you really need to do some deep self-reflection. Like, I, I don't know on, what you, on why you think it needs to be fixed, because I don't think it's something that needs to be fixed. I think it's society's response that needs to be fixed. Woo! So you... But you also are a person who don't who wouldn't want to have a trans child. I'm not I'm not I'm saying I would prefer to have a cisgender child because yes. I wouldn't want them I wouldn't want them to go through what I went through, but it's not something I would genetically modify. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not something I will go that far to where I would choose for it to be a cisgender child. If it's just so happened, it's like, oh, by the way, it's looking like your child's going to be trans. Okay, well, I guess I'm still having the baby. But that's just because I want my child to have an easier life. If it was to come to me, I would accept it. But I'm still going to voice how I feel because I know, because um, I- So you, you would have a baby with Down syndrome? Hey. If you had the choice to not yeah. to, you would? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I would too. So in my mind, I would be one of them 
tree hugging. If I if I had a vagina and I had the ability to um, have a child, I would be one of those people who would not want to know the gender of my baby. I would I would just go through the birth and this might be and this might be. No, I don't even want to say it might be. It would be in I think this my mindset about this is informed about because I'm a trans woman. I would want it to be as natural as I possibly can. I would I wouldn't want the epidural. I would want Ooh. it to just happen. I would want to experience the experience. Maybe not on my second and third child, <laughs> but at least one of my births, I would want to have the full experience. And I think the not the pressure, that's not the right word, but the um I think my transness informs me wanting me wanting to um, if I if I'm imagining if I was a cisgender woman who was able to have children, the my transness is informing the importance of that natural birth. Not saying that cisgender yeah. women don't have the the urge or the, the they want to have a natural birth too. Of course they do. Some yeah, of, they do. Um, there's some people who want to have a natural birth and da da da. I think my transness informs that, and so. I would be one of those people who I feel like I would be, I don't want to know the gender. I just want to, yes, I want to get an ultrasound and you check and make sure the baby is okay. Okay. But I wouldn't want to change or, or, or gen genetically modify it to the point where I'm customizing my child. I just wanted to come and I see what happens. I understand when people, um, oh, I want to make sure my child doesn't like, cause you can eliminate certain medical problems with this kind of genetic coding. The potential is if my child is going to have a weak heart, if my child is going to have whatever kind of diseases that may ail the child, I can genetically modify it to where it is, um, it's not inherent. It's not a problem. Yeah. And so I understand people wanting to do that. But that line, I just feel like that line for people is going to be different. How far that goes? Because I can see somebody saying, I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't want to know anything about that. I want to just have it. But I can see somebody saying, God, a Down syndrome baby would be um, or somebody with some some type of syndrome or abnormality like that being born that would cause them so much problems and i wouldn't want my child to be i would want my child to be on the path like z said earlier on the least resistance i want them to be i don't want to go them to go through problems and transness as we sit here and talk every fucking week <laughs> transness is not an easy road i would choose to have my baby however it came but I understand if somebody chose not to. Yeah, because when you y'all y'all seen the Dorothy Danger story with with uh, Halle Berry. Yes, that's a perfect example. Perfect Maybe. example. It is so many different type of ways that could make it difficult for your child. But we also are we cannot remove we cannot remove how people who are making these decisions are going to be affected by the systems that we talk about every week. They're going to be affected by colorism. They're going to be affected by racism. They're going to be affected by sexism. They're going to be affected by these things. So over time, when this type of science, sci-fi, science fiction technology starts to exist in real life, which many things do, 
just like we talked about earlier, the sex change didn't exist in it, and then it started to exist 40 years later. When these things start to exist, we're going to see a number, <laughs> data, actual data and research that reflects how people are choosing their child to live. There's going to be lighter complected people being born. There are going to be less black people being born. That's late. There's going to be consequences that are negative and there are going to be consequences that are positive because some people are, there are going to be diseases that don't even happen. Just like we see in Iceland, Down syndrome people aren't even being born. I, I see it as um, trying to get rid of the problem altogether. Like like how they got rid of you of your job. It's like, okay, that's going to be our solution. That's the easy way out. Rather than changing our social climate. Like, rather than working on doing that. Okay, let's just not have them at all. Like, that's their solution. Yeah, it's it, I can see that too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You rather go through science and genetically modified <laughs> but you don't want to have these difficult conversations on how to be an ally for trans people or care for them while they're here. Baby. That's ridiculous. And let's talk about it. <laughs> like, it's eugenic, straight up. So, all right. I think we just, we we didn't come to a conclusion because it's a difficult <laughs> conversation. A difficult conversation. But my conclusion is I would just want to have my baby however it comes out. But I do understand other people's. Mia, you would, what would you do? When I think about it, I think about the sexuality spectrum. So when I think about a spectrum, it's going to be a spectrum of people who fall on certain lines and it's inevitable. And what about you? Well, you, if you could conceive and birth children, would you use the CRISPR technology to customize your child? No, nah, I, I, I would be afraid of something happening that was, like a defect because it, like i'm i'm very cautious cautious about that and then y'all know i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a black a trans christian woman so that don't even follow my belief system but i also like serve so i don't know i'm on the fence because like, yeah, i'm like how does that not fall in your religious <laughs> what you mean how does it not fall in your religion in your religious thing Oh, yeah, you, it wouldn't be natural. You're not supposed to mess with God's creation. What? What about surgery? Yes, it is. This hard. <laughs> it's hard navigating this Christian, this Christian line. I'm, I'm over here like what, Mia? Listen, 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 wait, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Wait, that was contradicting us. Fuck. Wait, listen, listen. Cognitive dissonance, baby. Cognitive dissonance. Wait, 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 wait. Why I sounded like my oppressor? God help me. Lord, I sounded just like my oppressor. Ooh. Late. Listen, listen, listen. That's not what I was trying to say. That's not what I was trying to say. Nah, that's what you said. Nah, that's what I said. Listen, so I, what I was trying to say is, I don't know. It's, it's you said what you were trying to say, but now you're just, it's, you're coming face to face with its contradiction. <laughs> and that happens. 
<laughs> that happens. <laughs> I get. Well, you want to know something? It's hard for me as a Christian, black trans woman, navigating that motherfucking line. That is not an easy as a because. You, <sighs> it's not. Like, it's bitch, how do you it's do not, that? Because I'm supposed to be a whole abomination sitting right here talking about I'm a Christian. No, you're not. I mean, if you think you go by the Bible. No. If you, if you bring in them old heads, they would say that. Oh, no, that's not I get very about. much so. That's not what it's about. Yeah, that, let's not talk about religion because I'm 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 still trying to find myself, obviously. So, but 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 God know that He knows me and I know Him and we got our own relationship. So fuck with everybody else talking about. We understand each other. Okay, Z. What about you? You actually can be a birthing person. You're the only yeah. one of us who can actually do it. <laughs> I wouldn't genetically modify. I would. I would want to know the gender. I would just want to know. Um, I would be. I would be too curious about it. But, um, <laughs> but as far as genetically modified, nah, nah. Yeah, I can't see. I would. My politically correct answer is I wouldn't want to know, and I, I feel like I would just go with it. But it is so tempting to want your child to not have physical abnormalities. Yeah. It is so tempting to not want your child to have any kind of mm-hmm. problems, and the, mm-hmm. the, just the the temptation yeah. of that. I can't. I can't say that I won't be tempted because I would be like, oh, I don't want my baby to have deformities just, like, or anything like. I feel that. like I feel like that's also a form of ableism because because they are part of disabled people are a part of the fabric of life as well they've offered a lot like yeah. Harriet Tubman was disabled like you know what I mean yeah. like but if the, would they choose will, those birth, things yeah not birth like they don't choose but 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 would they, they choose those things? But wait, a, but, but uh, that's a good question. But also, did but let's think about it this way because when you think about when you because because when I hear the conversation, it's like, oh, we need to fix what's wrong. But what if what they what about what if them being disabled is what actually makes them the stars that they are? That, that's what if that's what gives them the power to be those intricate intelligent people that can show us things about life that is not just the just black and white also when you talked about intersexuality they their idea of fixing is clip like getting rid of their penis or getting rid of something like trying to make their genitalia as binary as possible like that's something they think that idea of yeah. fixing like it's Oh, the medical industry is just racist. That's a good point because <laughs> why can't I just come out how I am? And just because it doesn't fit the binary of you, the biology, biological binary of what you deem as norm, like man, stereotypical man genitalia, stereotypical woman genitalia, not man, female genitalia and um, male genitalia. Yeah. These stereotypes, because my body... Even though it's natural, like you said, Mia, this is how I naturally come. It may not fit in that binary of those bio- biology. And so you're saying I'm wrong and you're trying to fix it and do all that kind of stuff. I'm supposed to be like this and this is what it is. Yeah, it, it, 
I don't know. I I I just wouldn't want to know. I get, I just wouldn't want to know. I just wouldn't. I feel like I would be tempted, but I feel like I would fight that temptation and just go with the flow because I'm gonna love my baby regardless of what. Mm-hmm. I was raised around a Down syndrome, a a a, a person with Down syndrome, and they were the most loving, yeah, sweetest, funniest person and they lived till they were like 37 38 and they weren't supposed to live to the past they were like five <laughs> so they lived wow. to like, like 30 and i was raised around this person and so i really appreciate that experience because it it colored how i engaged with people with deb- de- debilities for the rest of my life and so yeah I, I went through the same situation too. Like I, I, I had a, a quote unquote cousin who was mentally disabled. He could function. He can, but you could tell that it was something. Some parts were mentally off. Wow. But he was a beautiful person. He still is. He's a beautiful person. Okay. Well, listeners, tell us what y'all think. We are, this is definitely one of them topics where we're not trying to tell you how to think or whatever. We want to see what your opinions are because you see our opinions are all over the place <laughs> and contradicted it. <laughs> <da, da>, <laughs> um, tell us yeah. what y'all think. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Um, we want to thank everybody who has left reviews recently. Make sure y'all leaving reviews on Yay. Apple Podcasts. Make sure Much you leave reviews on our um, Facebook um Marsha's Play Facebook page. Make sure y'all letting us know what y'all think. And we will see y'all next week. Make sure this weekend you check us out at the Virtuous Con, which is a science fiction black-led um, conference. And we will be there. It's the 20th. We will post um, exact times. Um, exact times when we um, when we have it on our Instagram <laughs> Let us know what y'all think about the conversation and we will see y'all next week. All right, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, right, mother. Love you. Love you too. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby,